podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Good evening. This is the start of a messy pod, I do believe. Um, anyway, uh, well, this is meant to be an end of season review number two, but looks way too much has gone on since uh, the, the season finished. And um, we did a bit on Periscope and looking at other other teams and other transfers. So have to have a gawk and that will be on will be on the feed. You can see it. We'll, we'll plug it a bit during the day. Um, this one we're having a look at those uh, players that have been linked to us in the last few last week or so, and no prizes for guessing who they are Virgil van Dijk Mohamed Salah um, uh, what's your man John Robertson of Hearts Andy Andy, and <laughs> Andy Gorham and uh, Gary Gillespie anyway right so <laughs> in the bunker tonight we've got Jamie Holm we've Sean he's, th- those boys are there from the start halfway through you'll just hear Neil wander in and, and if you ask me where he was none of us have an idea so just he just wandered in he was meant to be here for the for the fucking periscope, but he just didn't. I hear his back to what I'm doing the, the, the intro as well. Uh, so without further on sitting around talking rubbish, here is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the what was that you were saying about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents, starty there, boys. Starty, starty, van Dick there in the house now. Nah. <laughs> Um, right, uh, this week's show uh, was meant to be an end of season review. We have no idea where Neil is, um, and he was meant to be here, but he's not here. Um, and if you're watching on Periscope, you know that because we sort of did a bit of a, a skit. Well, we didn't do it a skit; we just sort of showed you an empty seat. Um, that is right. stick. He's gone now. Where without that, the fucking penguin. Well, I don't know where he's gone. Like honestly, I just reckon this twists off and the mic. It's like cruel intentions. <laughs> Tell you what, man, happened to him. It's going to be like fucking Cluedo. Comes back in air prints are all over this one, bollocks. Um, right, so what we're going to do this week, lads, um, most of the news, we're going to talk about the end of season review, but given that most of the, 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 the interest and most of the stuff that's going on is purely around transfers and the sort of hyperactivity around the Liverpool transfer window, um, let's have a look at who we've been linked with and, and sort of reference it to where we think, you know, the issues that we had in the squad was over the past season. Was. So we can put, sort of put a put frame why we're in so heavily for these type of players uh, this quickly in the window. Because, I think people need to, to to take a reality check here. It's the 6th of June. Liverpool don't do transfer business early in the window unless it's Charlie Adam, um, <laughs> Ricky Lambert. 15 million, don't you know? Ricky Lambert. <laughs> right. Competition winner. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
uh, and God knows who else, fucking Salif Joe and the rest of the guys. But like, you know, the, the, there's no international competition this year. An awful lot of players are on holiday. I think uh, there's international games going on, which I think Salah's flown back to be in the Egyptian camp for whatever the, the qualifiers is this weekend. Um, and we're looking at Van Dijk. He Van Dijk is out injured at the moment. Anyway, he, he's doing his rehab and what it is. Um, and of all the targets, we've signed Solanke, who was out at the Under-20 World Cup in, 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 in Korea. Yep, Doing bits and bobs. I, I had a look at him and... Uh, was, I, 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 Got a bit of ITK inside knowledge on him. Do we, yeah? Of course. Well, you can, you can fill this in later on that one. I had, a, I had a look at him and I was there going, yeah. My, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. a hard man to please. No, no, I don't mean that. I, I, I suppose, what I look at it, when I was looking at him saying, well, what does he have that we don't have at the moment? And I'm still scratching my head saying, what does he have that we don't have at the moment? But, but at the same time... Has, I think he has had Diego Costa age syndrome though. He, he doesn't do, look like he's, doesn't look like like he's <laughs> under 20 at all. No, it doesn't. And like, they're already talking he's going to the under 23 team. I wonder why. A ringer. <laughs> so, a bit of bone marrow testing going on. Jay, Joe, you've been here. Joy, Joy, Joy. You've been here on this podcast of a many occasions yes. talking about our need for leaders and also the need to strengthen our spine. Yes. Um, and let's be honest about it. You did pull your Mickey out one night and nearly have <laughs> Where are we going with knock, this? <laughs> knock one off at oh. the idea that Van Dijk is our primary target. Now, yep. the price at this stage, according to some who may happen to be in the know on in these instances, mm. is now somewhere north of 600 million of a transfer <laughs> fee and he's on 2 million a week right it's so reasonable we, we, small change yeah well, I, I might have got a, a decimal point wrong there somewhere <laughs> but in and around those numbers um, and for you is this the value signing is this does, what does this address what does Van Dijk specifically bring that addresses the issues that you saw in last season do you like how I did that? It was nice. It's very good. It's very professional. Um, it's the hair. It's this media look hair. Yeah, it looks good. Um, special mention for Phil's guns. I know we mentioned that on the Periscope, but you've been working hard there, brother. You're doing well. I'm not working hard. <laughs> Being a new parent is cer- certainly suiting you. Carrying <laughs> the child all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Those bottles are heavy. Oh, no, I know. Um, no, I think with Van Dyke, I think the one thing I have to say is. It's a thankless task being a centre-back in Liverpool's system. You you are exposed a lot, and I think that has highlighted some glaring issues with with Dejan Lovren um, in particular. So I think the first thing that Van Dijk brings is an assurance, a confidence on the ball. He can step out with it, um, He especially against those teams that sit deep. If you've got a centre-back that's prepared to run at you, um, it's going to pull them all over the place. It means that one of them's got to break a line and come and challenge him, <clears throat> and that creates space for the likes of Mane, Coutinho and Alana in the pocket. I think the next thing that he brings is he's a big, strong, commanding centre-back who is going to marshal that back line. It's his back four, and he seems the type of fella that can carry the weight of the other three and the goalkeeper on his shoulders, not a bother. And that's what we need. We need a reliable, strong leader at the back who we can hang our hat on and I think he brings just that um, the one thing for me <clears throat> that it's not that I'm nervous about <clears throat> excuse me it's not that I'm nervous about it it's it's the wages if we're going to be paying somebody you know two, 200 grand a week is it a massive is it a gamble to put that on a centre back when there is a lot of good centre backs out there that we could possibly get I'd maybe err on the side of caution and say, would that 200k be better spent buying goals? For example, a striker that can come in and guarantee you 30 goals a season. That's my only small gripe. But I think 
as a club, we'll probably come on to this in a bit, so I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think we've probably gambled on trying to make top four on a on a bit of a shoestring on the provider that the, the board are then going to say to Klopp, if you've managed to hit that objective, name your four top players, your key areas that we need to strengthen, which for me are centre-back, centre-mid, wide, and a, and a striker. I think they're the priorities, and I think in that order, you'll see us pick off those players. So you like to Van Dijk, Salah, centre-mid, there's rumours of Keita, and a, then a striker I think we'll bring in. Um, but yeah, to, to be able to land him, I think against the likes of City and Chelsea, that's the thing that pleases me the most. It's the message that it sends out that if this does come off, we've been able to convince a player of that quality, of that standing, to come and join our project. Um, and it kind of puts us back on that that big elite table, I think. That answers the question that I had as well uh, since... Christmas basically we were all talking about there was a talk of the hashtag watch so this fucking speak for one of a better award. I said that today, I don't know why I said to that. Go on, to, to go and spend wages <laughs> so if we are to go out and pay the fee and pay the wages like that's us nailing air colours to the mass, that's club getting what he wants. Uh, I agree with Jamie in terms of him being a comfortable centre back although Matip has been very assuring on the ball Um. The thing that stood out though when I was looking at everything yesterday on Van Dijk is that he wins every one of nearly every one of his aerial duels. And I can't say that for Matip all over. I think they're both very poor in the air. I I, I think for big defenders. The, the best thing about Van Dijk for me is it's when he's one on one. Yeah, you'd have comp like I've seen him particularly against us. Like I can't claim to be a massive watcher of Southampton. Why not? But mate, it's hard enough me I'll getting put it this way. on the telly. Let alone do, do you watch? Do you watch the reserve games? No. Do you watch the kids' games? No. Well, fair enough. That's that's acceptable for not watching Southampton. Do you watch them? No. Do you watch Southampton? If they were on the box, I'd watch, I'd watch, I'd watch fucking Rovers playing fucking basketball. Hang, hang back on. Back <laughs> do, you, do you watch them? If they're on the box, I would, yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way how now. Do you know, how do you know Van Dijk has been all his aerial deals? Because I read it on Twitter. Oh, right. Stato. Squawker. Squawker. Squawker football. So Player comparison met- metrics or matrix. Or that's whatever. a lot of Comparable points, players. I'm trying to help you out there, lad. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then, man, you can, 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 you can say doctor those. Can I say something, right? And I've got to be honest, right? You know this aerial duel stuff, right? Mm. You're not a fan? No. It's right. the same. It's the same. An awful lot of these stats, they've made them up. Like, uh, Are uh, we going down an XG route here? Or? No, no, I'm, I'm talking about some of the stuff that you see, you know, that he's had. That's black and white, though, is it? He, did, he, did he go for the header? Yes. Did he win it? Yes or no? That's, but is it a that's not did expected. He go, but did he go for a header with somebody else? Or did he go and win his header? Well, I'd imagine not, well, that, every, not every one of you. The name of the stats would make me think that it's a duel. It's two people. With two people that, going up to yeah. win a header. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's he's, he's the best at winning winning free headers and that or, or things that go over his head for well, every header. Assume, mate, if he can win no, a header against someone, he'll be able point, to win a free header. But my head. point is, in terms of a stat, yeah, tells me fuck all, right? What I want to know is, is he aerially dominant, right? Yeah, well, that that would suggest he is. Now, oh, so you all right, Phil? What you all right there? No, this this an awful lot of these stats are just annoying me. Like tackles one over ninety. See, you see, want your players to win tackles, no? But see, some of the stuff that are ta- that are tackles aren't counted as tackles in the stats and some of the things that are tackles aren't counted and you're just there going what's the fucking point why is why you don't this doesn't exist for reality who's doing this is there a fucking robot doing this or is a human because if a human is doing it it's not statistics no, it's not quantitative you know the that. thing is about right 
simple as with Van Dijk. Is he better than what we have? Yes. Simple as. He get okay. in there any Premier League side, and okay. I'm confident saying that. Listen, he, I, get I, in, he gets in there every I single Premier right. League side. I hope you're right, and I hope Jamie. And I'd much honestly, rather us be paying fifty million on him than City, and then watching him for two or three years for City, going fucking hell, look okay. at him. The thing about the thing about the Van Dijk transfer for me, and it, it, it's this simple: we've gone in heavily for him, right? If we don't sign him, everyone moans, right? Or be good. Hang on, hang on, just hear me out on this, right? <coughs> if we do sign him. 50% moan right this is Liverpool's fan base you're talking yep. about because 50% would moan because they say that we shouldn't have spent that amount of money on them, right <laughs> yeah. and the same 50% would moan that we did if we didn't didn't get them because they'd be saying well we should have spent if, that, if he's our number Liverpool one target that's what we should have gone after them. now for me I'm going to sit back and say right I hope we get them and I hope we get them because we've gone so balls out to get them yeah. right I don't want to see the club embarrassed by putting out all these, all these stories getting out, all these leaks getting out. There's one now from John Cross. All the way, by the way, lads. I've and seen I, I, that. And I'll be sticking it on Twitter tonight. Transfer rule number seven. Okay, right? go on. I haven't seen it. If you ever, and I mean anyone out there, <laughs> uses John Cross as a reason or something to believe in, you are without doubt going on the same ship that's going out into the specific Pacific and Atlantic Oceans, <laughs> but I'm setting fire to the ship as it goes off, and we're going to wave at you from the shore. And you can keep listening in and believe in anything that John Cross, boom, Suarez is off to Arsenal, John Cross of the Mirror fame. Honestly, honestly, do yourself a favour. Do not pay any attention to John Cross. It's like You may as well be reading, what's your man's name? Um, the warm, warm tongue, fucking warm hole. Your man, what up, the fuck are you? Your man, warm up, tongue and warm hole. That's warm, the clue warm you give tongue. me. Your man, the baldy fella who's buried up fucking oh, Marino's Jackson. Duncan Castles. Him. Duncan yeah. Castle, warm tongue. <laughs> right. Duncan. Him. Right. Warm tongue up Mourinho. Warm you may as well stick in John Cross on transfers because there's literally. What did he say? Like, I'll put it this way. It was a Klopp had a meme with Klopp, him. Klopp, right? This is the, this is the, this is tonight's, <laughs> hear this. This no, is tonight's update. And by the way, for all the ITKs out there, get on this quickly because if you get it out quickly enough, you can claim that you had inside information on this. But anyway, right? <laughs> Klopp met with Van Dijk in Blackpool. <laughs> Oh, Down God. in Pleasure Beach. Oh, <laughs> Getting some candy floss. He bought him a candy floss and, put <laughs> him on the, and brought him on the Pepsi Max. <laughs> Did he actually say Blackpool in Blackpool. the article? Oh, fuck. met in Blackpool and he texted each Before other. Before they on went regular, on the Big Dipper. <laughs> regular occasion. I don't know if Klopp and Van Dyke met on Tinder. But anyway, right? Even so. if they did, that's not illegal. Well, what happened was Klopp went so down to Blackpool. on Tinder? No. T- t- if, he, if Klopp has direct contact with him, uh, Van Dyke. I read up earlier. Even if he's texting, if he's talking to Van Dyke every fucking day, every night, it means nothing. Hmm. Once we didn't offer him a physical contract to sign for Liverpool Football Club without approaching Southampton, but this is we the are thing, Not to, to to digress or go off on a, a tangent, but this is the thing that I don't understand about um, this whole Van Dyke tapping up thing, right? Lukaku came out today and he basically turned around and said, I've chose my next club, right? He's, we've we've already agreed to me. He's milk. agreed, his next club. So you're telling me that Everton know that he's done that because my, my gut would tell me that they don't. So that's a, the identical he actually, situation. He actually said his agent knows his next club and knows what but he that wants. But that same, would be the same as Van Dyke. What the, the word one of Van Dyke was that he's, <laughs> told, to he's, told, he's told his suitors <laughs> yeah. that he wants to go to Liverpool. Now, Make it happen. Now, yeah. Hang on a second because let's go back to John Cross, right? So he met... <laughs> Jorgen Klopp in Blackpool, right? Fuck's sake. And they had a chat and they've been texting each other ever since. <laughs> Isn't it the most romantic story oh ever? Oh my. Did he actually put that in his arm? He didn't go 
published in a newspaper. He got paid he for got that. paid for writing this. Yeah. And uh, then they went for dinner. <laughs> they got chips and a steak sandwich. It was lovely. But like, I just don't understand anyone who ever is using John Cross to validate just because they want things to happen. I said this on, anytime on, he says any fucking you get to take well, I, I said this on the transfer rules, right? And we're great at this. The Liverpool fan base is brilliant at this, right? They will believe everything. As long as it suits their As long as it suits the narrative yeah. that they want to believe in. And as soon as something comes out that doesn't fit the narrative, bollocks. bollocks. I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah, bollocks. I'm guilty of that. I won't lie to you. I am. I am. It's I am. absolute bollocks. I put my hand up. Trust me on this. Bollocks, lads. I am guilty of that. It's done. I was told it was done. I, I, feel... I got a DM. <laughs> told me it was done. <laughs> it was done. It was done. It was done. Right? I don't know what done means. Done can mean done. Or it might mean didn't. Oh, Richie Dunn. Oh, Richie Dunn. <laughs> Richie Dunn. That's right, it's a smoke screen for Richie Dunn. It's a smoke screen. We're getting, we're getting the honey monster out of <laughs> Sticking him on a He's diet. He's the new defensive coach. Yeah. There's but, your leader. But no, honestly, right? So going back to it, you know, in, in reality, this deal has a long way to go. People have, have, what the problem is, people have jumped here, right? And I want us to, I want us to sign this player because it's clear that the club are going, are, are going in for him, right? All the, all the journalists that you would say to yourself, Yes, Joyce, these fellas know know something, right? Or get you know people that get fed, whatever it is, right? They're getting the wink and the nod from the club. I know Andy doesn't necessarily believe in this, but there's something there because you don't, you don't, they don't all come out with the exact same story at five o'clock, yeah, yeah. Where there's been an embargo on it without something having been there there's to no trigger that that yeah. story, right? But that that's what makes me on that exact same point. But looking at Southampton, when the news broke that they were going to report us to to the Premier League, there was no official club statements to me. They they, they didn't they have yeah. not come out and specifically said when this is how we. So that would maybe this is me being idealistic and thinking or hoping that you know um, it's a load of nonsense, but it. If it was a real situation where they are absolutely going to fight us tooth and nail, they would release a statement. It just bangs of a club trying to appease to be fans and say to them, look, we're not having this. He's absolutely agreed to come to Liverpool. He's absolutely turned around to his agents and said, make that happen. I think where Southampton's issue has come in is they wanted a bidding war between yeah, us, that's... City and Chelsea. And Liverpool have stolen a march and he's basically come out and said... I want to go to Liverpool. Then City automatically gone. Well, we didn't want him anyway because yeah, they want to save face. And Southampton all of a sudden have lost all all their power. So yeah. now with this, if that gets them an extra fifteen million for Liverpool to say shut up, lads. What, what I thought done, was it, it was worth them doing it. It stunk to me last week when the talk was we'd agreed fifty million and that it was more or less done. And then next of all, news started breaking that all of a sudden City. Southampton wanted seventy million pound for him, yeah. and that City then all of a sudden were in the race to lead him. One, I think Southampton were just trying to squeeze the extra ten million elbows at the time, and then when City, when Van Dijk turned around, and said, "That's where I want to go." Like it you removes said, the nonsense. Like Southampton lost all that power, yeah. and then City came out saying we don't want them. Southampton, like standing there now, going, "Jesus, what are we going to do?" Like Liverpool are just can just come in and take them once to give us the money. Well, this is the this is why uh, who's the the so new just uh, like, the new fella? Is it Peter? What's the new fella who's coming from EA Sports? Peter Moore. Yeah. So this is why I don't like it. Where I actually liked it when he came out and sort of managed expectations and was like, "Look, we're not just going to come out and put our Mickey on the table and throw the money about. So we're going to be smart about this." Because if you do come out and say 
We have 200 million to spend. Everything goes Every up. single club says, oh, Liverpool want to do business, right? Hike it up 15 million there. So I, it makes absolutely sense. That's on sense. top of the premium that we already pay. Exactly. So, like, I do think, I think it's going to be a long one. I think it's going to be probably a bit of a messy one. Um, but didn't they, you tweeted it and you mentioned it in the WhatsApp group today. They've done it with Alderweireld. They did yeah, it with I was on, I was And on, Chambers as well. I was I on Reddit well. earlier and there were six separate occasions and... This will be the third one now with us. Mm. They dug in with Lalana. They mm. want the thirty million pound for Lalana. Uh, Kilman told Lovren, "You're not going anywhere." Mm. And Lovren just turned around, and says, oh, "I'm already gone. I'm mm. not going to play for you." Mm. They want Van Dijk to do that. They're just trying to save face. Yeah. They want Van Dijk to turn around, lose his loyalty bonus the whole lot, and then then yeah. we'll have to pay that extra few quid as well. But do you know what? I hope he do it. I really do because it it just. I just can't believe Southampton throwing their fucking toys out of the that They're getting 60 million. You'd have thought our loyalty yeah, card would have got us a couple of yeah. favours off. <laughs> Even <laughs> last year, I think we're the only ones in for money. And if we, if we were the only ones in for we were the only one willing to pay that money. There was no, it was just bang, deal done. Well, I've seen an interesting stat. You know, people are nervous about the signing on fee. I think it was uh, somebody tweeted there that Rio Ferdinand 15 years ago was 33 million yeah. for United. Yeah. So when you look at it, all things considered, if you're paying in the region of what, 50, 55 million, I think that's not bad. 45 million is the new 20 <coughs> my, my, yeah. Look, my concerns with the deal. And I've voiced it, I've put it on Twitter, right? I just think it's the amount of money we're spending on, on him, right? And I totally back the manager's decision on this, right? But I can't help but look and say, do you know, we could get two centre-backs for that. We could get an older one with a bit of experience and, and, and the, you know, the knowledge of winning stuff to imbue that into the squad. And, I'm, and I don't mean cups. I mean a fella that knows how to dog it out and how to fucking grind out wins and knows the dark arts and knows Carl Pepe and knows <laughs> how to wind opposition teams up and knows Pepe. just how to grind out wins in, in those games where you need to win the more than anything and also maybe a, a younger fella 23-24 who can turn your goalkeeper into the greatest goalkeeper in the world right so like oh, for, I just think for 30 million each you probably you potentially sort out your defence for the next five to ten years. I, I agree, and there's definitely an element of truth to that. I just think this this signing is more than it sounds cliche, more than just a signing. It's it's what it sends it's out as a as, as a message for the club that we're able to go toe to toe with your cities, your Chelsea's for the most in in demand centre back in the league mm. and win. Okay. I just think I think that puts us back. You know, on that big table with the big clubs and everyone, everyone around Europe will go. Oh, okay, Liverpool, Liverpool are back. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Neilis, yes, Philip. How do you feel about Van Dijk? The potential signing of Van Dijk. Well, it's really, really positive, isn't it? I think though, the whole thing is just a media circus at the minute. I don't believe any of it. None of it. Do you know you've missed this bit? But I was, <laughs> was breaking the news to the lads. John Cross was <laughs> John Cross. Boom, was out tonight. Brackets build. Klopp met Van Dijk in Blackpool. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> in the you, Walters. Walters. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Walters, yeah. this is, this is printed. Donkey ride up and down with a kissy quick hand. He was on. testing his touch <laughs> after a few was, rounds on the Walters. They, they were out there agreeing what was going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, and agreeing his deal. I'm sure you've said already the Van Dijk thing. Nothing has been sorted yet. Absolutely zero. Nothing. Nothing. I think it's a whole media... Friends, you my mate was a black probably created by Liverpool. In my suspicion, I think the deal is done and has been for a long time. And they put all this crap out about Chelsea and City to kind of prove to the world that we can compete with them when, in actual fact, we can't. Well, that if is, we get there and we, well, see, of course, Van Dyke said he wants to play for Liverpool, they're giving him 200 grand a fucking week. 
See again, it comes back to. Fair point, mate. So it's a fair point. It is again. Look, we you know there's a lot. Well, isn't that's it going great on. that we're in that fucking conversation? I go back to the last defender to break the world record was Ferdinand. Yeah, we've just talked about that. Okay, cool. And he's not <laughs> as good as Ferdinand was at that age. Well, we're done now. Different style of defender. Does I don't think he is actually. I think he's actually very similar. He's still a fucking great defender, on the ball, loads of pace. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities. If he comes to Liverpool and has the same impact on the team as Ferdinand, how do you know? Half the impact. We, we, we won't even remember how much he cost. Without that celebration. Remember that? With his fucking guns. I'll put it this big. Mane cost 30, 100 million last year, right? And yeah. like, nobody ever talks about transfer fee. Nobody ever talks about transfer fees of players. Who well, they're irrelevant, really, to us. But they're irrelevant when you when fucking score an absolute 20 million, we could get Carabell. And then you don't need I don't think he'd be great at centre back though. You don't need defenders then. <laughs> <laughs> the red arrows. Yeah, but you just don't get you... rid of Mingale for fuck's sake. Like, this I know, keeper. Going around in circles now. What's your man, Timo Horner? No, Marvin Hitz. Timo Horney? What? Marvin Hitz. Timo Werner. That's a makey up now. Timo Werner. <laughs> Marvin I, every time I hear Timo Werner, I just keep thinking, that's your man who runs uh, the Red Bull. No, if you tell it? me someone's name is Marvin Hitz, I'd say that's an that's eight. Film. No, 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 that's the eighties broadcast uh, presenter at top of the pops or something. Marvin <laughs> Hitz, Hitz, yeah, yeah. No. Here's Marvin Hitz. No, on it. that was somebody who you're not allowed to talk about anymore. Oh. Now then, now then. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I wondered where he was going. <laughs> <laughs> um, from the stable, no. Anyway, so lads, look, that's that's more or less Van Dijk. Salah is the other big one. So I think there's, there was an expectation that we were going to get an announcement because obviously, whenever a Liverpool transfer saga goes on, and we hear this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, there's announced. We're told by those who may be told things in their heads and by voices that. Let's call them wankers. <laughs> For the sake of conversation. Yeah. Attention seekers, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, that there's an announcement in the next 48 hours. Yeah. Next 48 hours. Next 48 hours. And then when it doesn't happen, Nobody don't worry said about, that about it. Salad, don't though, wor- no, don't worry about it. It's done. Yesterday there was an announcement <laughs> about an announcement. Yeah, that, going to, that there's going to be an announcement on Friday. And an announcement. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If there's anything like to, to think about, yesterday was, it was all positivity. Last night was... Mm-hmm. Van Dijk's coming in Salah should be sorted hopefully we get the two of them out on Friday next fall turns around today uh, Southampton at the ring of the guards and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Salah has gone back to Egypt because Liverpool don't want to give an extra five yeah, but this is Liverpool Salah like my gaff when I was younger was a uh, a bit of lettuce and a, 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 a chopped up onion. Yeah, I love <laughs> Salah Neil Salah Salah <laughs> Salah Salah I love Salah Chris or fruit Salah Oh, we never had fruit salad. Did you know? Are you fucking mad? The little sweets, the pink and yellow <laughs> sweets. Fruit salad. No. Oh, they were nice bastards. That's what I used to think. It was just you fruit salad. Nice, um, You're a fan of salad, aren't you? Me? Salad, not salad. salad. Have been for a while, actually. I have been, yeah. Many I, times I, did you watch them, Phil? Many times? Yeah. Last year? Yeah. Or in total? In last year. In total? Do you want me to tell you how many times? I hope you fucking know now. I hope you don't fucking know anyway. They won't be seriously worried. I've watched salad. In full 90 minute games 27 times That's absolute bullshit Well you want to start rattling off And he was playing outside right Every time No Well he's an outside well, he's, a, he's a right winger Or a left winger no. Or can play through the centre I think Where the winger plays now It doesn't matter yeah, I, I think uh, formations are He's a forward he's, 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 he's a forward that plays In a front three And he's comfortable On either side He's an all inside forward Yeah That's what he is And that's, that's where we're why, That's why I don't think We're going to buy a striker 
uh, we, we were banging on actually quite a bit about on the program. No, you know, we, we were just no going to we're going to blow 110 million on two players. That is not going to happen. <laughs> no, I just think we players. were we were saying that we are either going to buy an out now striker or a a, a like for like for Mane, and that's obviously what. Club so, C Salah uh, or to go really mental at teams and just send two of them to run at you. Well, yeah. you said you said at the, the start of the pod, if you look at January and or sort of um, you know the, the, the fact that we didn't bring players in to address key issues like Mane being away. Mm. When Mane didn't play, we became very blunt. Yeah. Now, but I do think there was a couple of elements to that. It was Mane being away, and we missed that pace to break down the teams that had sit deep. But it was also around the same time that we lost a couple of other of our top players so I think Coutinho was out for a while Alana the likes of that um, I think now if we have Salah it means that we can either go fucking uh, sort of foot to the floor you know everyone sort of loads of pace up front you've got two wide men they're absolutely rapid we've been an absolute nightmare to mark because you'd have Firmino dropping in those two running in behind you'd have Coutinho at deep the like, it, there's so much for teams to think about one thing that I think it does give us as well, though, is if one of those gets injured, you can still revert. We've still got players to fill the gaps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to become the team that we had to post January, which was dog games out, Erigi up top, hopefully going to nick a goal with a bit of brilliance. We're always going to have options now if we've got those two. So does Tarkov was being in for more than one boy player as well, isn't it? No, this thing as is. As well as. Well, the, no. The, the talk is that if that the the option, or is it just one to, or the other? The op, the, if if it's not Mane, we will go for Kate Baldio, the fella who basically has all the names. Yeah. Right. So oh, the Lazio lad. Yeah, the Lazio fella. Is he come out as gay? Yeah. Is he actually no, gay? Hang on, hang on. Or is this, it just this, a bit is, of a bromance with this, his mate? Nobody knows. No, all it's not. All it's two emojis and a love heart and a holding hands at the side of the pillow. And that Lazio a fella being in his position, like, do you know what I mean? It's. Can't be, can't be easy by himself. Fair play to him. I think he's the force as well, is he? Well, he's the the force football at the come out while they're still playing, is he? No, just unfashionable. Yeah, just Tom, Tom and uh, Thomas Hitzelsberger after yeah, he after just unfashionable. Ian Bishop back in the day. Remember Man City? Lovely hair. Was a job to be made there. I know we all do. But tell me this, so. What's his face? Salah is covered for Mane, yeah? And no, after, no, 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 no. When he's an out, no, he's a winger. So. No, no, no. no. See, see, you're, you're, going, you're, going, you're going, he's covering for Mane. He's not covering for Mane. Think, think he's Chelsea an, back in the day. He's another option. Either side. Well, no, you he, know when Mane he, he does, he has no, combinations can, every three weeks. He can play in the same <laughs> side. Yeah, but he's going to be on the plane behind them. I know, so the cover has gone with the cover. But the African, hang on, the African Cup of Nations is irrelevant because the next one isn't until 2019. Do we not have, we have, we have two, two windows. <laughs> Two windows to sign another winger who doesn't go to the African Cup of Nations. Just keep putting wingers. Yeah, deadly. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the plan. But like, I I just like I I, I hope we saw the salad it gets over the line. But like, I think the real delay here is the fact that it's nothing to do with whether a fee is being agreed or not. It's the fact that he has to play an international match next weekend. See what I mean? Right? African Cup of Nations. No, it's quite World Cup qualifier. <laughs> How is it? Yeah. Is he Egyptian? Yeah, deadly. But that, if, if, let's say we do get them to over the line. There's two key key areas that in January you would be saying we needed to address. Yep. We needed a big, strong centre back leader at yep. the back, and we needed pace out wide. And we've gone and notched them both off yep. within within a month of the transfer window opening. Okay. So if we can get them over the line, that's a massive statement for us. So on that, like, to, I, I think people need to sit back and relax on on on, on the okay. salad deal, particularly if you're seeing stuff that they're talking about. Especially the echo and stuff we're talking about potential other options to Salah 
there's probably a bit of poker face. Yeah. There's probably a bit of well, he's not the only one that we're going after. There's talk of Roma needing the cash as well. And By June the thirtieth to meet FFP regulations, yeah. and they're in the Champions League next year, and they don't want to miss out on the Champions League because of FFP. So it's just strong, strong Palotta, the Roma CEO, had a very good relationship with John Henry as well. Forget about that, right? No, because that's that was Deep Benedetto who took over for us. Have you lads been doing research? No, but I just remember like that's why they're Roma and Liverpool pre-season friendlies. Thomas Thomas Di Benedetto was the fellow who went in originally before Palotta to take over Roma. Right? That's a made up. That's like That's a pro evo Italian name. Was, <laughs> it is. Pro evo five Italian name. You, you can check this out. Di Benedetto was part of FSG and left FSG and bought Roma. Right? And Pilata went in Google with that. him as well. Then Di Benedetto sold his share to Pilata in Roma. So there's no FSG connection there. That's where, that's where it comes from. But Pilata was out at the weekend and he says they haven't agreed any fields or any deals. Was he at Blackpool? <laughs> he was What's the Italian equivalent of Paris Hill? He was in Paris. Having the absolute crack, the three of them. Tail Park. Lintz Nava. The heart of Lintz Nava. Dublin. Blackpool. On the trams. On the trams of the Pleasure Beach. That's one for everyone to know. Dublin. Dublin gets its name for being known as the Blackpool. That's right. Australia. Right. So for anyone that's listening there in England, Dovlin is the Irish Blackpool. Knowledge bombs. I know, knowledge bombs going on. But anyway, Pilata came out and said they haven't agreed on any deals and there's still a long way to go and they don't know who yet they're selling in case they get bigger offers. So clearly, Rome are trying to install this as long, hoping that somebody else will come and then in. And well, I, do, I don't think our fans realise how many factors are in play when these transfers are going on. Yeah, you, they've got to manage their own expectations on their done. side. They're playing football manager. Do, that's it, done. They're done. playing football yeah, manager. That's it. You can invade, that, this is what we want. There you go. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. Personal terms agreed. Done. Pick a starting eleven. Signed on the waltzes. Yeah. Fucking that's and, it. And when we sign a player, whoever was in there in the team previously Gone. that you don't like, even if it's loving, he's, he's out and Salah's in. Yeah. We're playing with we're playing with two fullbacks <laughs> and I'm, one centre back. I'm more worried about um, Chan than the other two deals. What's the new contract? I am. Yeah. Because I know that'll happen. You think? Yeah. ICK Neil. That's where I want to go next, Sean. Right? Chan is looking at this and he's saying, Salah's getting 90 grand. It's in the papers. Now, just yeah. hit me on this, right? He's saying, What's he on now? He's on 40. Chan, Chan's on 30, 25, 45. And he's looking for 100. Yeah. yeah. A lot of pork pies as well. Okay. Give it to him. He's the fittest there, right? He's sitting back letting it all happen. And then honest. he's going to say, And he's going to, say, to right. say, Yeah, exactly. His stock rises all of a sudden. Because yeah. all he's thinking is, I am a starting centre midfield for a top four team that's in Champions League football. If I go to one of the other teams, Anything. for argument's sake, that, that say, or a team that Arsenal or United, just for argument's sake, yeah. as a big transfer to them, or as a free transfer, I am landing 100 to 150 grand a week at, the, at these places. I want to stay, I'm sure Klopp's And you get a sign-on fee as well. Sign on fee. And the, the talk about Juventus could be agent talk, but as I said, I wouldn't pay any attention to it this summer, but it would not surprise me Excellent. if Juventus have gone to his agent and said, well, if he's available on a free next year, he's the type of player we'd love to yeah, on a free to, to replace Kadir. Juve won't drop 50, 40, 50 million. No, no, that's, uh, hoping, that's yeah. what I'm saying. See, the thing for me with Emery Chan, I think he's finally now started to show his true worth. I think in the second half of that season, there's arguments to say that he was probably the leader of the side. Um, yeah. It took him a little while to get going. You know, pe- people were rightly, cri- rightly or wrongly critical. I was, I was critical, but I have to say he was brilliant in the in the back end of that season. Well, a lot of it's coaching as well because he's quick enough as uh, he's not spending as long on the ball as he was yeah, before. Yeah, he's taking one that. less touch and shift and a quicker. So like he's, he's not the tank Liverpool for as well. And I think. 
played in a position where he's more comfortable in the second half of the season. My best player in the second half of the season. And we, yeah, we didn't realise he was really poor though, like he was shit. But he had, had, had an ankle yeah. injury. He was our best player. Shin. Was it? Um, in the second part of the but season. that's the thing with him. I, like for me, <laughs> I don't think he's done enough personally to justify 100 grand a week, you know, with a good off season. I, I think he absolutely is well within his rights to push for, you know, 80 the, grand a week. Even, and even that before, that's yeah, but the average, even, even the before, put it this way, even before we signed them, um, Salah or Van Dijk these deals he only has to look at Lovren Lovren's at the getting 100 grand a week so he's saying is he as integral to the team as I am why am I getting 100 grand a week so he's in a he's in China he's in a hell of a position now I just hope I he think can it's been a, I think especially if we signed the like, if, if okay so let's look at we're talking about chance so the next one up then when we're looking at is obviously we, we are, we're in for another centre midfielder for yeah. whoever it is right um, we're talking about Keita at Leip- Leipzig Leip- Ralph Rannick are saying no we are not signing any we're not selling any of our players and we don't have to sell any of our players because Red Bull are basically bankrolling this so there's, they're literally one of these teams that do just not got in the Champions to. League they're not going to yeah. want to lose all the top players I, I, I see that one being a tough transfer to make happen him. he plays in Germany oh, all the values in Germany you know everything about you watch all the German games don't you watch all the German games but well, on this instance, I've only seen him a couple of times. It looked very good, and he was. He's look. The fans in Germany have voted their, you know, their best players of the season, and he came in as the second. Where best does player. he play? In the whole league. He's he's a box to box midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. Defensive midfielder. He's a box to box midfielder. No, he's he's what Henderson is. Right, Kane-esque. He's what Chan is. He's what Henderson is. These aren't these aren't p- midfielders who are pigeonholed. Yeah. This is a defensive midfielder. This is an attacking midfielder. Can, these are multifunctional midfielders. He can play. C- Defence splitting passes, but also sit in and, and yeah, he looks unbelievable him. on the ball. He does. Yeah. Is he African? Yeah, he's from Guinea, New Guinea, is it? Guin- pharmaceuticals, are Guinea or something like that. He's from. Did they sign us to that? Yeah, no, the pharmaceuticals are playing. Oh, All right, that's fine. <laughs> so what? Look, yeah, just I was fucking so. I know. It, I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's from uh, Guinea, I think, Sean. Yeah, so <laughs> a squad will be crippled come the next half Cup of Nations, or maybe we're trying to have as many players away as possible so we can get the games called off. Blow so we get, a, we get a month's rest. You know in the Leicester Senior League, if a load of lads go away... You ring them on, on a Saturday night. Yeah, no, no, if, you go, if, if you're away on, on league duty or you're away on international duty or whatever, if there's more than two players at your team going away on international duty, your game is automatically called off. Gomez. So if so, all our team goes off to the African Nations... If it's going to be right? Salah, like Salah, Keita... Maybe. I can, I can think of an African striker... We could net nab from one of PSGs now. Is with me? Elbermiang. Oh, he's from Gabon. I know that one. Yeah, and then with the Mane. Mane. Mane be gone as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Gulam, I've been linked with the Napoli yeah, fullback. Gulam, the Gulam, left back, yeah. and then we've also got Matip. <laughs> Matip. We can get him to go back to Cameroon. Yeah, Matip wasn't allowed. Matip yeah. wasn't allowed to play because so he didn't get an Moreno off declared for Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ma- Moreno declared for Zimbabwe to get an L cap. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, <laughs> but like, yeah, if he might make the squad. He might make the squad, <laughs> but like, yeah. So that's, that's the plan, Jay. It's about it's about getting by all the African players, so we can get our games called off in January. Get a nice little rest and play our home matches in Gibraltar. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in between. I was but then we can't. A monkey in we Gibraltar. Can't. What? No, the monkeys that live on there. On the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we'll be up there. They robbed our handbag. Did they? Yeah. They say don't put your handbags down because they robbed the handbags. Well, I know that now. Phil. And also, <laughs> don't bring, pool. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't don't rob. You can't bring food either. No, I know that. Field. I know right now. Especially ice cream. My ma took her handbag and were chasing me. This you know, was when I was able you know, bodied. Do you know, do you know another one? <laughs> if you're in Sydney, in, in Sydney Harbour, they didn't put this on LFCTV, right? But they have attacked seagulls down at the Opera House Bar, Opera Bar. 
I swear to God, because it happened to me when I was down there, right? Genuinely, you sit down there, they come out and they have to put a cover over your food, because if they don't, the seagulls swoop in and try to rob the food off you. So and they how try do you to eat go your food. fucking food? It's like a swan in the air. You know my thought theory on swans. They're all up the vicious. How do you eat your food then, Phil? Well, for a start, don't be a tourist and sit out on the side of the water, right? Because if you sit in, they've got umbrellas so the seagulls don't go in near But if you sit out on the well, edge... Yeah. Right, the, yeah. <laughs> it's the Australian. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're out there, they will. They come. But you're you're basically sitting there and like swoop down. They're they not like the seagulls down. and Albert Duck. They don't just monitor. They go in. They go in. <laughs> they go in. There's no monitoring. They attack seagulls. That rape alarm could come out. Come in, Andy. <laughs> 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 fucking fancy that. Got any chips to you, little prick? Sunderland had a handing in a request to the the FA about the Australian Agricultural Board that the the seagulls have. Too advanced. <laughs> they should. They don't think he shouldn't be doing. So then without permission, bitch. taking sandwiches and also without permission. Don't don't fall into the don't fall into Sydney Harbour because it's full of bull sharks. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see that GoPro uh, video where the the Aussies just lit? They had he had it on his head like, and he jumped in the water. And as soon as he jumped in the water, the shark was literally there looking at him. He's like, "Whoa, yeah. quick shot, fucking no, idiot!" No, genuinely, literally landed on his head. Neil, like, they're like, it's fucking dope. No, uh, like, say one one I of think the lads. I remember. You don't want to fall into. Sydney Harbour so you're not safe you're not safe in a restaurant and you're not safe in the water no (laughs) stay at home don't go why do you think why do you think Liverpool didn't hang around that long (laughs) hang on lads what's this here well hold on the dancing has anyone brought that up snakes kill our sharks in the water and now even the seagulls are vicious Jorgen with the didgeridoo that's the best thing ever that is I like that yeah I don't it got involved yes more than that ah Neil fucking lighten up right lads left back you mentioned Gulam the Napoli left full anyway the interesting one out of this is Andrew Robertson or whatever what's I his think name is the cheek of him the way, going around oh, saying no, I might not have me options yeah did he he says when, when I'm finished with Scotland I'll go back and I'll have a chat with Hull and see if I'm staying or if, if, if maybe it's a good idea for me to go but I'm going to consider me options and it'll be a, it'll be a good while until I decide what's going on ah, fair play to the lad fair play to him he's really good actually I like him I, really? I, I yeah, actually yeah. think he's a decent player yeah. um, against I Ireland think... in the qualifiers he was really really good I'm going to say if we spend any more than 10 million on him or ten million on left back—that's mad money because I, I, I just—I just don't even t- like. I don't if think we can, if we can play James, though, I don't think we're bringing in a starting left back. But I, I sure, just, I was fifteen million last year, yeah. and the rates have gone up again. So he's going to be more than ten million, obviously. I think we're looking at about 16, I'd say. I think you're looking at about fifteen million, and I think you know we were looking at Sessegnon. I think we're looking at Robinson. I think we're going to start with Milner at left back. We'll bring in a young lad with a view to him sort of assuming the role halfway through the season, or against the teams that like to sit deep and you see, you know, teams are saying, give it to Klein, give it to Milner. They, they don't penetrate. Milner cuts back and whips it in with, with his right. If you've got an Andrew Robinson or anyone with a bit of, with a, a decent ball in, you know, the likes of a, a Cresswell, for example, who have actually got quality with the left foot, that would make such a difference against those teams. Well, actually, just I'd, the I'd rather Cresswell than, than Robinson, but there's well, probably the English premium there. Gray, is he still? Who's that? The, the chap at Leicester. No, he's a winger. Oh, oh Gray, weren't for that? No, oh, he was a winger. Gray. Winger. Oh, he's a winger, was he? Yeah. yeah. Chilwell was the fellow that we tried to sign last year. And then he wanted, what was it, 15 million or something from him? So yeah. we'll probably end up spending 15 million anyway. Give him 20 this year. But I think that makes, like, I think we've prioritised key areas. And I, I, you know what, people are probably moaning this. I don't think he sees left back as one of those areas. How many areas. players do we need? I think we need more than the four. He's, he's come out he and said seven. seven. Yeah, he said seven. So I'd agree with him there that left back isn't a, isn't a key area for a recruitment. We need to be recruiting in other areas before that. Yeah, because I, Milner, in fairness, you boys give him terrible stick. I thought he had a great season. I, I, all I'm going to say is, look, 
you know, I think he under as bad, like as mad as as Moreno is. I still think he could have used him in, in yeah. more games last season. Probably, yeah, right. And just even to give Milner rests in terms of what was yeah. there. And if push came to shove, I could I could live with Moreno playing more games next year, in b- between the league and Champions League and all that type of stuff that's going on. But it's it's not going to. What I'm saying to you is, for me, I don't see the left back being crucial or being a, a, a pivot point for our transfer window I would say much prefer to see a sign a top sign a top quality centre midfielder right get in our centre backs I'd prefer to see a sign two centre I think signing two centre backs would be better than signing left back to be honest with you because mm. you, you can you can live with even Trent Alexander and, and Klein playing at left back if you have to as we well always there's, there's options a, we always seem to have a little mad little deal in the pipeline like Manning got last year that came out I think there's going to I think there'll be another one like that Marvin Hitz Marvin hits. Marvin I think now, not even goalkeeper. I think there's going to be one that he sounds like some like a like fucking that, Dave's that, disco. Marvin hits. Marvin hits. The type of transfers you said, you're like the ones that just come from left field. Um, That's it. Just I didn't this, see. I didn't. I didn't understand why everyone's going mental over the Solanke deal. It was three million quid, and it just came out of left field, and it was done. Yeah. Like he didn't even do a medical. Didn't have to agree terms. Nothing. It was just done. Done. Obviously, not he must have been, must been like in Blackpool the, the day that uh, Klopp and Van Dijk were there. Klopp was just going home and said, Jeez, I feel a bit ropey here. I'll go into this boop medical clinic and see what's got. Slanky. Yeah, sorry. You're buzzing, you're buzzing down the beach. Yeah. You're finished with Chelsea, are you? All right, do you want to do a medical? How does that Three million. Boom. Here we go. No, I think. I think we can afford to bring in a young left back. I think we can afford to splash the cash on a centre back, centre mid, wide man. And then, you know, I don't think we need to splash a load of money on centre forward as well. I think that's where you buy your kind of squad for You'd love us to that, wouldn't you? You'd love to see us getting a number nine, wouldn't you? It it always harps back to that argument. Firmino, Firmino brings so much into the team, as in creating space, making goals for other teams. But if the ball falls to him, and it's a tight game against the top side. Do you back him to finish? I, I, I think, I don't if, know I think if, I if Timo Werner is on our list, right, it means that we're not going for a number nine. We're going for one of those forwards in the Suarez type mould where he plays just he's off more across in, the line. Yeah, the same as for me. You know, they aren't centre forwards, but you want something that's more than a centre forward that he's going to do. He's as comfortable drifting out wide and attacking from wide positions as he is playing from yeah. the centre, and he's but not going to be a we, focal point. If we were to stick with Firmino, then you'd like to you'd you'd hedge our bets then on that Klopp is going to put his eggs in the goal basket of Mane coming up with 15 yeah, again yeah. and Salah coming up with 15 again and then you've Coutinho who'll chip in and then Firmino who'll chip in and that's what he's looking at I'm surprised with Ronaldo's numbers this year so if you look across the team there if Salah replicates exactly what he did with Roma and and Mane chips in with 10-15 like you said there same with Ronaldo I think the the thing that made us so difficult to play against is nobody had a fixed position. So it's so hard for another for a team to go, okay, right, I've got him, I'm, I'm going to mark Firmino. But Firmino doesn't stay central, he drops off, then you've got people running behind, people yeah. don't yeah. know who well, to we go with. we were scoring boatloads of goals with Mane in the team. So if you had Salah, like, it's just about keeping people fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that was the thing that killed us. I, I, I kind of said it when I came in last. It, it, we had a bad January and a bad February, right? But... And there was mistakes by the made by the club for not bringing people in, but we also were missing the key players that made our system function all at once. Yeah, not having that. No, yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you. Yeah. Well, benefiting now from that spending in January. I, I think we we, we, spun benef- the, we fucking we rolled only, the dice there. We are only gamble. benefiting now 
if we land our top targets. It looks like. If we don't land our top targets, then it was irrelevant. So you're saying we're only going to get slapped for a win? Uh, that's what seems to be the the news on Twitter there. And if you look at what happened with... Um, <laughs> done. <Yeah>, done. <laughs> if, but if you look at for Arsenal... Tapping, for tapping them up. Yeah. yeah. If you look at Arsenal with Chambers, I read it today. I think they got... It was an identical situation. Agent basically tapped them up, which you would assume is what's happened with Van Dyke. I think they got a 30 to 60 grand fine. So let's say it's a bit more hefty than that. You'd take 150 grand, 200 grand fine, and still get the player. Just, to, was, just to ask the FA what the Premier League would take Sago out the hands and they can take the money away as well but this oh, is the mad thing with this right if, if Southampton are co- co- like claiming foul play does every other team because this is what happens in yeah, football they're going to have the that's an agent's job is to yeah. sound out so they tapped up Celtic for Van Dijk or when he was at Celtic I'm sure it happens all the time well City and uh, City and Chelsea must be up as well because they must have done the same thing look Southampton's back is up because they literally lost all their chips they, yeah. they had the, the cards were in their hand they're not anymore all we have to do is literally now come in and put the money on the table and he's ours. Yeah. Whereas clean, that we, wasn't the case. Every summer we clean them out. As that well. wasn't the case. Yeah, we're taking our best players. That's what the fans are. I've seen the fans on Twitter today. If it, if City are only giving 40 million, take them. Just don't Rather give them to Liverpool. You know, that's but you've got, to, you've got to remember with the likes of Southampton, look, they, they don't want to be an eighth best team in the league every year. They want to try and crack, you know, top six, top four, you know. They don't want to be seen as a feeder club, but that's exactly what they are. That's so they have to manage expectations. That look, we've been the, for like years. Like Walcott, Bale, Chamberlain, like all of them players came from Southampton. You know, what I mean, they've been getting rinsed for years. Like it's no different now. Just they've been amazing, dude. Policy and fairness, yeah, they have. Yeah. Producing players, they really have. Um, I you, saw Salah played for Fiorentina. He, no, he went. He went on loan went, there. He was on loan to Fiorentina. Did his job there, did, and then Roma signed him. Okay, let's clear that up. So. Uh, where are we? Yeah, so look, overall, business seems to be good in terms of what we're planning to do. It's making sense, I think, for the first time in a long time in the transfer windows, what we're trying you to can sign, see. who we're trying to sign, and the level of player we're trying to sign for the first time in a long time is matching what the fans' are, fans expectations are for, for, for that thing. We're going in, we seem to be prepared to put money on the table. Pity just couldn't shut the fuck up and get the deal done and then tell us as opposed to... <laughs> Well, if you look at the last window, we brought in Udo Ring and Ronaldo, Mane. They've been massive. They've been arguably our most impressive players throughout the season. Well, the team, I think, as well. I'll, I'll tell you. No, see, this is the thing, right? No matter who we sign, if we sign seven players, right, three and a half of them would be more of averages. Yeah. Say, yeah, no, the three of them will be good. Three of them won't work out, and there'll be one that'll be nah, nothing. Didn't Paul Tompkins do a, 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 a detailed breakdown of the success rates of transfers? And it was about fifty percent. I think. It's, it, I think the running averages. If you're doing less than fifty percent, you're getting it wrong. And if you're doing more, you're doing a really good job. But when you look at it last year, I think we went through it and you could say arguably yeah Mane was an undoubted success when Yaldum turned out to be a success say that again Phil I said it in the, in, in the season no I just like hearing you say it say it again Matip did as well was success well, Matip was an outright Matip was probably the, was, was the best signing we made last year because he was a free transfer it came out of nowhere and was done in March I think the it wasn't Karius, in the summer that we did it. Carrius thing didn't really work out. But Carrius, I still think he Karius has a big future with us. Carrius was a four point five million pound signing, yeah. right? And I still think that a guy who was the Bundesliga goalkeeper of the year, who has a bad time when he comes to a new club, is the same age as young Danny Ward, who's yeah. just had a season on loan with Huddersfield and is being proclaimed now as you know as the challenger to Minulay and not Carrius. People need to step back for a second and say. 
you don't be the best goalkeeper in a league where you have Manuel Neuer and a load of other lads and then, right? just turn shit and then turn absolutely shit you can have a bad season a bad run of form but it doesn't turn you into a shit I don't, I don't no, I no, think no, as no, well. I wasn't saying he was shit but the point I was making was if that if Carrius thing had worked out it would have been absolutely brilliant the whole transfer I think I still think a lot of that is is in Klopp's mind where he's saying, Okay, that didn't work out, but I'm still looking at this fella and I know this fella is going to play this year he's going to play League Cup, he's going to play I still think he'll end up being number one. I know? think he will. I, I I I just look at it, I'm trying to be objective with it there the other day, right? He's a young lad who's come in, like you said there, Phil, and you raved you know something rotten about him before he came in with my one one caveat and the whole deal was this is a 21 year old goalkeeper coming in to be Liverpool's number one yeah. which has traditionally yeah. destroyed goalkeepers yeah, it, you look at the goalkeepers who have been a success since Bruce Grobler one Reina yeah. he's the only one that went for more than one season held his position and turned into a better goalkeeper than when he turned and up some in the of the young lads that signed in that position were lauded as the best as England Scott Carson Kirk- Chris Kirkland, Kirkland. Yeah. Brad Friedel when he came was the best goalkeeper yeah. in America yeah. and he went on to have an incredible career in the Premier League but not at Liverpool, not at Liverpool. Uh, but I think the thing on, on, on Carries if you look at it right he came in and when he first came in he was you right uh, he was super confident, right and I thought you know, this, guy, this guy backs himself and that's what you want from a keeper but then he broke his hand Right, and then he's trying to play catch up, and then Klopp's come out and made this big sweeping statement about him being his number one. You cannot underestimate for these young lads the jump up in expectation when you join Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, they've handled them very well, I think, though, haven't they, Liverpool? Klopp has been brilliant. He's just literally said, "Look, you're here for the long term, mate. Go and sit on the bench, get out of the spotlight, and he'll slowly start." They just reset, I think, in the summer. They reset now, and it's and he he gave them the games in the in the League Cup up in the semi final. He was absolutely fine, and he was actually probably our best player across the two legs of the semi final. And I think we had the conversation around that time is it would have been four or five in the fourth game, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's put him back in. Because he's in that, and I was like, "Well, Minule's done nothing wrong. If you take Minule out now, you're completely destroying. You're selling him. You may as well just say you're gone." For you but, now, would you take Minule out at the start of the season? No, no, I think he, if, for the squad. Sorry, you go ahead, Phil. Phil, would I? Yeah, yeah, I would too. And I tell you why, right? I think, I think, That's shit. no, <laughs> no. And I, I, I said it today. There's all this thing about our oh, Minule is statistically better now. It was his best season that he's ever had, right? I, I, I come up for crosses and catching crosses. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I completed long passes. That's also true. But the biggest one for a goalkeeper... Saving the shots. Saving shots on goals. Stopping right? the ball from going in the net. Thirteen, <laughs> 14-15, 70.2%. 14-15... Oh, are you doing stats here? Hang on. 70... 14-15, 68.4%. Last season, 63%. That's a This season, 63.4%. So he's digressing, it's not... So what, what my, my, my bit was that um, the minimum acceptable standard for a top four goalkeeper is anywhere from 70% plus because that's where 70% plus that's where the Gaia, Courtois all of them are sitting because that's where you're making your difference in a game right? so that means that 70% of the shots on goal you're saving mm. if you're down to 60s so he's, that's really it's appalling so, and his main um, how would you say his strongest mid- point people would say is his shot stopping so, so, it's the, mid-table, so the, the mid-table standard for a goalkeeper is somewhere between 63 and 68% right? but above it, 68% is where you're into top tops five top six teams is Farm in the last two months of the season would have been the minimum 
Acceptable standard. That's, that's what yeah, but I don't know. I think I did, to be honest with you, I, I, I think what blows the lines is it's such an improvement from where the low point he was at that where t- people are thinking he's better than he is, but he's not. He's just the, average. The, now, the, the one, the one bit that I said on on the back of that was looking at those stats was he improved over the last eight games because when he went into that last run of eight games, he was less than sixty percent. He was the I think he was the third worst goalkeeper on on, on a shot to, on saves the shots on goal ratios in the league, and he got it back up to better than what he was last year. Right, but it's still not back up to the levels he was when he first came into the club. I, I think for me, like I didn't look in detail into the stats, and, and I don't for one second say you're wrong. I, I think where for, where it was for me is he came on leaps and bounds in the areas that were glaringly poor. So the likes of commanding his box in the last eight games, he was absolutely exceptional at that. To be fair, and because his highlight, his his weaknesses weren't being highlighted every time. I don't time. think he was but, absolutely exceptional at it, but he was faultless. No, uh, that's I'll what say, you expect I'll, your I'll goalkeeper to be. Exactly. Just, if, you know for, I mean? com- for coming for crosses, right? He got a lot better. When you say commanding his box, he still hasn't developed that part of the game. He still sits way too deep in terms of his starting position. So no, but no, like crosses into the box. No, I'm, I'm saying to you, yes, crosses into the box, okay. definitely, right? His success rate in terms of pass completion from his goal kicks went up as well. Mm. But when you say commanding the box, right, when I see a ball come over, if you ever look at the gap between our last centre-back and him, yeah, it's, it's still true. too big. Yeah. The, the when you thing, say commanding your box, when I see it... I'm you saying, want your where? Keeper at the front post? Like, Courtois, De Gea, yeah. in the D... Yeah. They're not worried about a fella trying to lob them from 50 yards because okay. they know they're going to get back onto the line to make the save. Mm. But they're up there, so if the ball comes over the top, they are a sweeper. And if you are sent it forward, you're in that gap, they're yeah. waiting for him to drop it. Yeah. But then that's the thing, you go, go, go back to Carries. People are wanting him to be a type of goalie that he's not. Like you said, Carries is going to come in, he's not going to be coming off his line and claim, that's not the type of goalkeeper that he is. No, but he is going to play much higher in his box as we've seen yeah. in the games that he did come in. He was filling that gap between the centre-back you, when when you, when you when you looked at Carrius on the television, he was a lot higher in a starting position, mm. but he wasn't coming for as many crosses. What they need to work on him there is that the, one of the biggest parts of the England English game is crosses. Mm. If he can't come to grips with that, and he should have no reason not to come to grips with it, his, his football and education from the time he was mm. sixteen right the way through. Yeah, it was with, it was at City, so he was facing this all the time. That if he, they can prove him that, and if they can improve Mignolet, they can improve Carrius. But I don't think like I, I played the centre back a couple of times, and I don't mind if I if I know my goalie doesn't come for anything. Mm. I'm all right with that because I know that me or my mate has got to deal with it. it. Yep. It's when he comes for some, and then doesn't then you get that uncertainty where people are passing the book. That was years ago, James. But no, uh, the, do you know what I mean? That's exactly that, what it's, you're it's, saying. It's, it's the that shit I grab the pot. They're going at or not. So, so if he it, says to me, lads, I'm just not coming for it. Anything that comes into that zone, one of you deal with it. And I'd it, be no, all right. In no, no, nobody takes command of air box. And that's the problem a, with the whole leaders line. thing. And 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 this 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 going back to the point. And and, and this is I don't want I'm to. I'm not. I don't want to get in the back because I think it's 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 positive the way he finished the season. My bit has been, and I said it in the season review pod. The, the most positive thing about this is. If he can manage to do a season where he's not being questioned, then Mignolet has improved. If he can do a season at the levels that he was doing the last we'll eight games, about, we won't be talking about him. And his shot to say ratio will be up over the seventy percentages. And we're saying this fella is good enough to be. Do you not think he people. achieved that in the back half of the season? Though you don't think that we were like we were we were talking about him because we were surprised that he was at a certain level. No, maybe the baseline was low. But I still think he he did absolutely. Enough. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I think he does it for the last twelve games when the team's form turns around. When we were in the shits, he still was doing. Wasn't well, he? Wasn't commanding in the air. But this, this is my point. If you look at the really great goalkeepers, the really top keepers, right? 
even when teams are playing shit, they're still pulling off these wordy yeah. says. Yeah, they're massive the, personalities generally. Yeah, and yeah. even like as, as, as not great as Schmeichel is, right? Even in Leicester's shit season this year, even when they were doing really bad, he was still doing unbelievable saves for Leicester. Yeah, he still yeah, looked yeah, good. Yeah. And he still looked good for them, right? He's still at the same level he was playing at the previous season. And that's my point, Jay. Mm. I want to see him, okay, take the confidence. He's saying that he's this confident. Take that into next season and prove to us once and for all that you are more than capable of holding down this position by right, mm. not by default. Because he held I, it by default at, at, at the end of last season. Yeah. He won't make it to Christmas without having about four or five cluster folks. And that's, that's my concern. He's always got one in him. Yeah, he has. Yeah. And his first half of the season... All now I trust him. Well, he, he, he will have to earn the trust of the fans next year again because the first half of the seasons have nearly inevitably always led to him being dropped by Christmas. But I'm more than willing to give Carriers a run. I, I think he has a, he definitely has a future with us. I, I, but I just think the, the Van Dyke thing, this is why I just think it's the leader. It's not just the back four. It's everything. He, like if Mignolet is titting about and not commanding his box, I think Van Dyke will turn around and be like, I'm wondering about Van Dyke. He, he right. attacks everything as well. Yeah. Van Dyke. Great. Van Dyke is great. Done. 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 Right. Quick ones on this. So what's your favourite swear word, Neil? Oh, flaws. Cody Ballocks is a favourite one. <laughs> that's a that's a wonderful, thank you. Shite. I'd say shite, shite a lot. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be a big C-bomber now. Until I came over here, I, I wouldn't usually use the, the C-word. Because you're mostly getting called a cultist. Probably, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine's fairly, fairly bad. I'm a big fan of gee bag. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, it's used quite a lot on here. Especially calling a, a fella a gee bag. Gee bag. He is a gee bag. Gee is funny, yeah? Like the first one I read that earlier, I said, fucking Southampton, shower of gay bags. Gay bags are funny. Is a gay bag a funny? Yeah. yeah, bag of gays. You have to translate it for me, lads. I'm still, still yeah. learning. I mean, we'll have to get you a tea towel. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> wank is the lie. <laughs> <laughs> I only, it was too late to come in on the tea When we decorate the bunker, it's going up that fucking tea towel. Right. When who's, we, who, should up you, gay bag. Ali asks, <laughs> who? Who was your fa- first who are? female tea var? Tea, tea var? TV star crush. Mind Kelly you. Kapowski. Who? Kelly Kapowski. Rob mine, you bastard. <laughs> and what? Uh, Saved, Saved by, by the bell. bell. Yeah, she was beautiful. Dirty, dirty, dirty boys. Did you ever see the... Dirty, dirty, dirty boys. <laughs> Go up to your room there and turn that television off. <laughs> <laughs> mine was Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Ah! I have cocktail. Yeah. Maybe she could bump out a pill yeah. with the bangers out. She Remember, was Ollie with an actually, eye. You know, kid as well, you know who wasn't bad either? Uh, yeah. One male side by the bell, Jesse Spano. She was in. Did uh, you see what she turned into? She was in Dream Girls, oh, didn't she? Yeah. The man Screech was alright as well. Yeah, he went off the rails, didn't Man's he? Was he doing porn? Porn. Stab someone. There's Ben, ben Asuokoto. Doesn't want to play football anymore once he's passed there. Kelly Kapowski, yeah, that'd be mine as well. Kelly Who was yours, Phil? I had a few near him. I have G- to say Gigi. Aaron Gray No one knows who that is Phil Aaron Gray was Wilma Deering in Book Rogers in the 25th century Relying on you here Neil right. I've been showing a lot Just because my name is Gray but I don't know I don't need a Google, and also, I need a Google image And one of them TJ Hooker's Heather Locklear Yeah that's a solid That song. was Heather Locklear yeah. Early and 80s Ka- What was your woman in um, The Blue Lagoon Who? Boobies Ka- What was that Something Brooke Kelly Brook. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Yeah. See, so you know about Brooke Shields and Heather Locklear, you know they both know the way around the gay stick. You can see it in their eyes. <laughs> you can see it in Take their the eyes. Wheels, they drive, they drive shift, as they say in America. There you go. But and I have to say, Heather Locklear, because that was, you know, you know those moments in your life where you go, like you're about seven, you go, oh, 
What are girls? Denise Richards. What's that? Why have I got a massive Where Denise, Why am I pitching a tent in my little What's town? Going? What's <laughs> this <laughs> thing? Denise Richards was great as well. Charlie Sheen's export. Yeah, well, see, see, the, see, the thing is, though, so you have. Sanita. Sanita. Boys, boys, boys. They know it's down her age. See, back in the 80s. She looks fantastic. Back in the 80s, it was a lot more innocent. There wasn't as much flesh on show. So, like, even, you know, Daisy Duke. Like a bra for a school show. Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. Especially when she has a but if anyone's out there, anyone that's in Erin Gray, spent loads of I sent Trev loads of pictures of her when I when I, I still have the box set of Book Rogers in the twenty fifth century. I've I've, I've played Trev's Trev is Marlena Dietrich, isn't it? No, Trev's was Queen, Queen Victoria. I'm not saying Queen that. Victoria. Queen, it's, it's, it's a well known thing about Trev that he used to keep a picture of Queen Victoria under his fridge. Oh Christ on a bike. Who's that? She's Crave. Who was that? That's yeah. a good shout, yeah. My guilty one was never uh, shameless. Never a woman, Karen. Which one? Lipsboard, the filthy one. Lipsboard, yes. Yeah. She, yeah. She, yeah. she, she walked in the bar. She married a man, Gary. She walked in the jockey. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, I was a fan of horn. I don't even think that's guilty. She, she's a scruff. Nah, she's a scruff. What about you? Who's your guilty? You go bear back there. I don't really feel guilty about any of them. <laughs> to be quite honest there's a few blokes now it's like I could see myself if the L and L what Sergio Ramos would be mine if we're, if we're putting no, it on the, the L, table the L but that's supposed to Val Kilmer what? see back in my day Sergio Ramos was, was the original yeah, version of Val Kilmer the L and L Neighbours Love and Marriage Val Kilmer yeah, she, was in a, she was in a Stun Sons of Anarchy he was Maverick. A, not Maverick. He was Iceman. 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 Yeah. Ma- Val Kilmer is Iceman. My wingman anytime. I, I know. Very homoerotic that movie. Yes, I love it. You would have <laughs> yeah. loved it. The volleyball scene. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they have to grease themselves up before the oh, volleyball scene. If I go to play, if I go to play beach volleyball with the mates, you should grease yourself up now. Can you go? Look at this guy. If I go to play beach volleyball with the lads, like the last thing you want to do is is throw on a load of baby oil on the sand. Like that's just going to like going every game of Bob with your mates. Oh, just get the baby oil, lads. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the baby that's oil. actually what we yeah, do. I put a fan beside. Have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been a dove. You used the dove yeah. with the tint. Oh uh, yeah, mate. Uh, anyway, back to Emma. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know what? Done. Right then, so that was the pod. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week. I think we might do, we either do a pod or if I get a chance, I'll probably do a best of the Trippers chats over the course of the season and give ourselves a week off. But um, that takes more of an effort than actually coming in here and doing this for an hour and a half or so. Anyway, uh, in the bunker tonight, as you know, was Sean, was Jay, was Neil, was myself. Um, big thanks again to the Astro Park for letting us do this all the time. And don't forget that this week's pod was sponsored by... Who was sponsored by this week, Sean? That place down in Drogheda. The place in Drada. Don't forget it. It's the place. <laughs> you can't forget it. It's the place. It's great for the stuff. It's great for the stuff. And the, and the things. And your man. <laughs> <laughs> and you've loads of Barry's tea. And if you go down there, ask them for a cup of Barry's tea. And you might even get a rich tea or a digestive with it. Because you can't beat a digestive or a rich tea with a cup of Barry's tea. That's the place in Drada. The place in Drada. You'll find them before they find you. <laughs> Good night and God bless. <laughs> How are you, lad? Neil has joined us. Yeah, Neil, welcome along. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome on board. Jesus, what happened there? What? Huh? Gargled. <laughs> what the fuck has happened to you? I've got some wine in the garage. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. 
Last time we drank wine. I've never fancied you more, Nilo, drinking wine. Oh, yeah, have them always, haven't I? Have them always. Where was it? Oh, yeah. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Social Podcast Network.